amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. fans and welcome to Colts Authority Radio's post-free agency podcast. I'm your host Greg Cowan. On tonight's episode we will discuss every single one of Brian Grigson's moves yesterday in painstaking detail. It will be the greatest 1 to 120 minutes of your life. Please get some coffee, an adrenaline shot, illegal narcotics, whatever you need to stay awake for this great talk with me tonight and as just about always my co-host Kyle Rodriguez hi Kyle how are you I'm great I'm great I'm uh I'm really happy honestly with the uh lack of 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 news the last couple days because it means I can walk away from my phone for more than an hour and not be freaking out you know the best decision of this year is not having a live show yesterday (laughs) <laughs> right. That would have been the worst. <laughs> somebody, somebody, someone tweeted at me and, and asked, you know, if we were doing a show, and and I said, yeah, we did one, you know, yesterday, and we did, we're doing one tomorrow night too. And he's like, oh, so there's no live show? Uh, man, I cannot imagine. We would have just been. I mean, we would have had stuff to talk about, but nothing regarding the Colts. So we would have just been, you know, really just making it up. We got. I, it was good that we didn't. I mean, I'm with you. This is what they should have been doing all along. I think you and I are pretty consistent. Like we we were good with what they did last year and we understood the need to sign players in the past. Like there is a floor that you have to reach. Mm-hmm. But building your team around free agency, which is what they had been doing, is is never going to work. And last year when everyone universally, even I think you, me, Nate Dunlevy, everyone who is the the biggest stop talking about free agency guy was like, "Yeah, this is a good free agency class, and it still was trash. That had to be the final nail in the coffin for everyone. Stop doing it. Don't sign anyone. It doesn't matter that you need players. You're not getting the players that you need. So I'm I'm, I'm happy with what Grigson's done. I well, echo your sentiments. The thing was is that those first couple years is that they, you know, we've talked about this before, but um, they had to, to build through free agency to some extent because they gutted the team. And I mean, you could, the, wait, the max draft picks you can really have in, in one year is, you know, what, seven, eight, nine. Uh, if you, if you get a couple extra. Um, so it's like they had to, to some extent, you know, spend in, uh, in free agency. And so I, I, I wasn't going to kill them for that. It's not as long as they didn't make a habit of it. 
And so I think this year I, I like seeing Grigson. Okay, we've got our base in place. We've begun to re-sign, you know, guys from past drafts. And, you know, it, it, this is the first year, or last year was the first year that they could um, they could start extending people from the 2012 draft, and they did with Hilton. And then this year they had to either extend players or or let them go. So this is really the first year where we've seen, okay, they've gone a full cycle in terms of a draft, you know, they've gone a full, uh, that full first contract. So now they've, they've got their base and ideally, you know, free agency is something that they only use sparingly to get, you know, spare parts as we've seen, you know, Bill Pullian, um, the Patriots, you know, the, the, the Packers, uh, the Ravens, like all the, the kind of, uh, what do you want? I don't know the, you know, the elite franchises, if that's what we're going to go with. Um, those are the guys who don't spend high in free agency consistently year after year. And I think that's what we're going to see from, from the Colts if they do continue to, to draft well. If I had told you Tuesday when we last spoke that Kobe Fleener was going to get basically the same average as Dwayne Allen, would you have been surprised or think that's about right? I, I think that it doesn't surprise me. Um, I wouldn't pay him that much, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, you're, you overpay in free agency, right? I mean, that's what you do. I think, but I mean, like I said the other day, I think I think Dwayne Allen, I mean, in terms of the average, is probably overpaid too, um, just based on what he has done. Uh, it, it's more about potential. And with Fleener, it's also about potential, but it's also he has been one of the you know relatively well-producing tight ends over the last. A couple of years, just in terms of raw numbers. Um, if you you know if you're looking at efficiency, if you're looking at uh, all around tight end play, maybe not so much. But for what someone like you know, New Orleans needs in a, in a you know big uh, receiving tight end, he he fits what they need, and I think he'll, he'll he'll I think he'll do relatively well with with Breeze at quarterback. I don't think he'll he can. I would be shocked if he horrendously underperformed his contract. I mean, he's not going to be a blocker there, but like, was a uh, uh, Graham a great blocker? He can, he won't be as dynamic, but he'll catch passes. Well, what was the? There was a couple tight ends there last year who had at different points in the year had uh, big like fantasy days, right? Just for just because they're playing with Drew Brees, and I think yeah. Fleener can be a, at least a consistent threat for them. I mean, just something like like he was for the Colts in 2014. Okay. I also probably I think he got a little more guaranteed. Yeah, but his his sure. contract's also a little longer. I think is right. It's five years instead of four. Yeah, it's five slightly less, like hundreds of thousand less, or maybe just thousands less annual average. Anyhow, uh, good fit for him. I still like we've talked about Dwayne Allen brings what we need, what the Colts need because he's been uh, a yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good fit for him. Um, but I think he's a guy that patient do well, uh, who will benefit from that. Um, the only thing that I would, you know, maybe be concerned with him is just the struggles we've seen from him in contested catch situations. Um, mm-hmm. Breeze is the guy who, who leads his receivers on well enough that, uh, you know, he, he has, he's so accurate. Um, and not just accurate in terms of completion percentage, but in terms of ball placement and leading leading receivers on for yards off the catch and stuff. I think um, that'll benefit Fleener a lot. But I mean, him and him and Allen really pretty much the exact same contract except for except for the the years. Um, 
yeah, you, it was it's 150,000 more per year for Allen based on the, the base numbers. But like we talked about the other day, the way that those contracts are structured matters so much. So um, it'll be interesting to see how both of those two go, you know, do going forward, just because now they're both away from each other. Now they both kind of have the chance to, to be the guy without um, any, any hindrances. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see where they go from here. Both obviously have good quarterbacks, at least for now. So I don't think there's any excuses to be made for either one, um, unless you're going to go the, the coaching route. I'm going to ask you a question. If you don't want to, if you don't think it's worth answering or answerable, then just pass and we'll move on to whatever's next. How far above Dwayne Allen do you think Fleener has to produce to make up for what you think Allen brings on top of receiving? Like, I'm assuming if they produced equally, you would think Allen had the better season. Right, but I think to me, it's it's hard. That's a hard question to answer, just because it totally depends also on like the team you're on and what what role you're supposed to play. I mean, so I, I get what you're saying, and it's not like it's totally out of the question. It's just I don't. It's hard for me to answer that. Um, for the Colts, Allen might not have a you know if Allen doesn't have a great season receiving, um, but other players do, and he opens things up for other players. That's that's going to be great. He's not going to be a uh, you know Fleener in New Orleans. They've got Brandon Cooks, and other than that, there's not very much else there as established targets. There's a lot of uh, you know up and comers or veterans, but not not necessarily established targets for Breeze. So um, Marquise Colston gone now. Fleener's got got a lot of opportunity receiving and New Orleans. I mean, they were transitioning to more of a run game last year, but they're still a, a Drew Brees led team. Um, the Colts with luck, they have been, you know, with luck at the helm and Chud running the offense. I'm still not exactly sure what we're going to see from them in terms of an offense. Okay. Let but um, I would say, Looking at the end of the year, right? Let's see. Let's just go by fantasy numbers, just to make it easy. Okay. Um, sure. I would say for Fleener, you, with that kind of contract, you're 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 hoping that he is a top, definitely both of them. They they're aiming to be like a top twelve, you know, tight end one. Um, for Fleener, I think you're for from for fantasy for numbers wise, obviously, like you said, because of Allen's blocking abilities. You're obviously aiming for more. I think Fleener, if you're a Fleener guy, you're you're hoping for like a top seven season. Um, whereas Allen, you have a little bit more flexibility. If you're in the top 12, you're probably, um, you know, that's probably a, a good season. Of the guys who, uh, anything else on Fleener or Allen, I guess? Yeah, we've talked a lot about them. Okay. Uh, outside of those, any con- what contract to you yesterday was like, oh, that happened? Uh, the Janoris Jenkins contract. Well, I mean, all the contracts are pretty much in New York. All the all the Giants contracts. Um, Janoris Jenkins getting what was he? I think it was twelve million a year for Janoris Jenkins, which is is crazy money. Um, and then uh, obviously uh, Vernon ending up with whatever what it was seventeen, eighty five over five. It was yeah, and fifty something, fifty seven guaranteed. Was, yeah, both of those to me were just like, I mean, crazy money. I and I I like both of those guys, but I'm kind of on the in the same boat in both of those guys. In they're good, but they're more complementary than 
number one guys, um, whether it's uh, whether it's you know pass rushing for Vernon or or as a corner for um, Jenkins. Like either both of them to me are more complementary guys pieces, not necessarily your main pieces in a defense. But hey, if it works out, like, great. But to me, that's just they're they're committing a lot of money for not necessarily proven um, like all pro kind of guys. With Vernon, I mean, you look at their depth on the defensive line. He Does he have to be a – I know they're paying him like a star, but I don't even know if he has to be one with the depth they have there right now. It's pretty insane. For which one? For for Vernon. Like, their D-line is pretty Oh, deep. yeah. I mean, their, D, their D-line is very deep, and, and I think that's – I mean, that's one reason why you, you do think that he'll be able to um, – he'll be able to produce, but – it's deep, but it's deep full of complimentary guys. I mean, it's not yeah. like, like at least in Miami, I mean, Cam Wake has, has declined a bit, but he's, Cam Wake's still good. Uh, Sue obviously was commanding a ton of attention in the middle. And, uh, I mean, in New York, Pierre Paul is still has some juice in him. And, and, uh, what's that? Um, what's the guy in the middle? Starts with an H. Yeah. I Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, uh, was it Hankins like that? Anyway. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know. Oh, that was uh, that was the Jack I, guy. Oh Harrison. yeah. Okay, Jonathan Hankins. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Hankins. He's he's a decent presence in the middle too. But in terms of pass rush, um, it'll be interesting to see how Pierre Paul bounces back and um, how those two can kind of work opposite of each other. What do you think of uh, Houston's moves? Man, I to me, I was really happy <laughs> that Houston signed. Uh, Osweiler said that kind of contract because again, it, it's to me it's similar is that you it, that's just a huge risk because um, I don't think at this point I don't think Osweiler is considerably better than Fitzpatrick was when he was there or even Hoyer was when he was playing last year. So I don't I mean to me that they're they're committing a lot of money to a guy that um, not only isn't great right now but to me doesn't even have it's not like this is a guy with a, a ridiculously high ceiling. I don't. I don't even think Osweiler has that high of a ceiling. So, um, I don't think this their moves yesterday put them and made them any more likely to be a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. Um, Lamar Miller is good, but I, to me, it's more about the offensive line. And they lost a really good guard in, in Brandon Brooks. Um, what was they? Did they bring in a? They brought in somebody else too that I'm, I can't remember that one of their signings I actually liked. I think it was maybe Jeff Allen. I'm, I'm looking it up for you right now. They brought uh, in Jeff, Jeff Allen. Jeff Adams. I have Jeff Adams and Charles James, and they they it. added Jeff Allen, who was a, a Chiefs guard, to kind of replace Brandon Brooks. Um, which is a, a decent move. But, but I mean, to me, like I said, I don't think it brings them any closer to a Super Bowl. Um, and somebody, one of the guys on the Draft Indie podcast last night said uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the 2000, basically it was like the 2016 uh, Texans are going to be a, te- a team with a, a, you know, ideally, if all, all goes well, they're going to have a, a team with a good defense, a good running back, and a uh, an average at best quarterback, which is pretty much exactly where they were, you know, two years ago. 
and their cap was winning a bad AFC South and losing it embarrassingly in the playoffs, right? I mean, so I, that's that's where I am with the Texans. I think, yeah, they're still a threat to the Colts just because I'm not all that impressed with the Colts. I think that's more about the Colts than it is about the Texans or even the Jaguars. I think both of them have enough talent overall on the roster to be threats to the Colts, but um, but not to the rest of the league. For me, I love this move because it sets back them fixing themselves for another three years. Like, they're not going to... Osweiler can come in next year and be crappy, and they're not going to be like, okay, time to find another quarterback. They're going to give him (laughs) two years. And I also feel like this is the kind of move where a GM insulates himself because it's been universally kind of praised by the media. Social media and, like, new media are criticizing it. But I feel like ESPN and all all that form are like, oh, yeah, you've got the best quarterback available. Way to go. Right? So even if he's bad next year, I don't think that they'll feel any pressure. They paid $72 million to still have the worst quarterback in, in the division. Right. I mean, I love it because they're going to be, they're going to be married to this guy for at least two years. And I feel like even longer than that. Good. Good job, guys. And Miller's fine, but I still look at it as a step down from the guy who constantly killed the Colts. He's not Arian Foster. So, okay, cool. You you guys are, are whatever. Good job. Good effort. I did like that you uh, you mentioned Brandon Brooks as a low-key signing, and then he signs for more than Allen and Fleener and the contracts that we've been consternating over. Like, okay. Yeah, I and he's, he was really good a couple years ago. And so, I mean, again, it's one of those situations where um, maybe you're paying a little bit for the name and, and you're hoping he can bounce back to that those levels. So, I mean, I, I get it. It wasn't completely... Uh, you know, unexplicable to me that he got that kind of money. But, uh, yeah, I was hoping that somebody like that who didn't have a good year last year could could be had for less. But who knows? The Colts might not even be interested. I don't even – I have no idea what they're doing in free agency anymore. The worst part for me – like, free free agency is crazy. And the past couple of years have been interesting because the, the Colts have been sticking themselves into the crazy and you get to follow it and whatever. But the worst part for me is it's the – the hor- the horrendous teams that shed a ton of cap and now have to get to the floor that are kind of ruining the party for everyone else because they have to, in part, they need players because they just got rid of everyone. But in part, they got to get to the floor. So they're okay paying people who are iffy way too much. It's like, you know, you guys need to realize why you're bad. and And if you all had constraints, these contracts wouldn't be so nuts, but they don't. So, okay. Whatever. Any other moves that stood out to you? Not particularly. I think the best way to look at it to me is, you know, whenever you have free agencies, you you know, before free agency, we're looking at all the names and we're looking at the potentially adding them to, to our teams and what that would mean and blah, blah, blah. Um, but once free agency actually hits, then you're looking at the names and you're looking at the money. Uh, and so to me, it's like who in free agency so far who has been signed feels like the Colts missed out on. And oh, okay. 
there's not like there, for me, there's really nobody. Um, a lot of these, these signings are, are, I mean, as they always are, are well overpaid. Um, the only guy that really, that is, seems like a pretty good value that, uh, could end up being one that you, we look back on and say, man, they missed out on is, is Danny Trevathan, um, for Chicago, which he ended up going for like 6 million a year. Uh, and so, but he's more of, I don't know that he's really a, you know, if he's, if he's best, I think he might be best suited for a four, three linebacker job anyway. So I don't, I don't really know if, if that was the, would have been the best signing for the Colts. Um, I think long, they're going to need to draft one anyway, but, uh, but other than that, the the only like real bargain signings were maybe Travis Benjamin in San Diego. Um, there was a couple of the offensive line signings that weren't totally overpaid that could have been decent for Indianapolis, but still in the range where I just don't think they have the money to do considering uh, Lux contract coming up and considering hopefully what is, I think they'll probably make one decent league sized signing here, whether it's Jarrell Freeman or somebody else. So I was actually going to send you an email with homework, but I figured that since there had been no signings that we would have, it would be better to have a conversation. <laughs> so that was going to be one of the questions. Did you feel like if there was any guy who was signed and you were like, okay, you can have him on your team, contract doesn't count, would there be any guy like that? And so mentioned Trevathan, but other than that, not really. My other question was going to be, we've been kind of panning him, uh, Grigson over a lack of pass rush, which, I mean, you need to find one. But what I, what I want to know, you follow the draft a lot more. Has he missed on a guy at, at that position in any area, like free agency, draft, other than Freeney? Oh, that's a like, good question. Like, has he has there actually been a guy that he should have got and he just didn't get? Because my my initial reaction is no. Yeah, so, yeah, no, mine is too. And so now I'm I'm going back and I'm thinking, well... He, there's a reason he took Werner, and it was that he knows that guy's not there. He's not. He didn't miss on the guy to right. take Werner. He took the project that he wanted to hopefully turn into the guy. Now you you hate the pick because of other positions that came after that. That you look and you go, oh god, if we had that guy. But I'm starting to wonder now if it's not even fair to to kill him over that because he just he didn't miss on anyone. Yeah, one one that a guy um I think it was one of the guys on the podcast last night brought up was was maybe DeMarcus Ware. Uh but even to meet that is one where um you know, does Ware do as well in a 3-4 in Indianapolis? Does Ware do as well if he doesn't have Von Miller opposite him and a whole lot of of talent on that Denver defense. So, I Does Ware DeMarcus sign Ware, in Indianapolis? What was that? Does he even sign in Indianapolis? Like it, you get the feeling right. that he saw Manning there, and it was like, okay, we're going to go win a ring. So I don't even know if he signs in Indianapolis. Right. And maybe, I mean, I don't know. I, to me, I think that it's probably more likely that he ends up looking like Trent Cole than he, you know, than, than the Marcus where we saw in, in Denver. But in terms of the draft, that's what I'm looking at now. Because like you said, my instinct is no, there's nobody that was that was that they missed on um, in the last couple of years, because the ones that stick out to me as guys that, you know, that they missed on would be like, um, Deandre Hopkins, 
uh, or um, Keenan Allen, um, even like Xavier Rhodes, I think was one guy when when his draft was. What was that? That might have been that might have been the Warner same. year. Yeah, it was all the same draft, I believe. Yeah, so they, 2013 they is like the one that sticks out. Five Pro Bowlers. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of. But none of them were pass be... rushers, right? Right. I'm wondering if that was the method. Like we, this is why we preach best player available because this is what happened. Like 2014, Demarcus Lawrence, who ended up going to Dallas, um, might have been a guy, but that was the year they didn't have a, a first rounder, right? Um, because of the the Trent Richardson trade, which. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can you can put plenty of blame on on Grigson for the Richardson trade, and we will. I mean, we, Greg, you and I killed that trade from the very <laughs> beginning. Lest anybody forget that the divorce but, has been beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but that's a very different question to me, and that it came up just the other day. But that's a very different conversation to me than Grigson's a you know. Grigson's drafting and Grigson's trading of Trent Richardson are are two different spheres to me. But anyway, um, I'm looking at the draft now, and yeah, I'm just there's not maybe um, Kikaha last year. Um, I don't know how else you how how you say that, but that was the guy who ended up going to New Orleans, um, and he was a guy that a lot of people. Oh oh, Preston Smith last year was one that um, a lot of people really liked. He ended up going 38 to Washington. Um, he's a pass rusher. That that is one guy that to me would have been a better pick definitely than um, even at the time than Dorsett. But other than that, nobody else really sticks out as guys that were actually available um, that they really missed out on in terms of pass rushers. Okay. Edge rushers anyway. Right. You know, actually one thing that's really interesting, um, Greg is in 2013, um, the one guy that I, that a lot of us thought that they might one instead of Werner. One was Tank Carradine, who ended up going to San Francisco and has done absolutely nothing. Um, and then the other one was uh, Tatone Jones, who went to Green Bay and has done absolutely nothing. Um, and Jones is more Jones is probably more of a like a, a defensive end in a four in a three four. But both of those guys have done absolutely nothing too. So. Oh, Jamie Collins maybe, but that was a second rounder. Not he was never really a first round guy, but but yeah, that I mean, there's been a couple guys, but it's not like they have missed egregiously on on pass rushers. It's just not something that's available at that point in the draft. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to back off of my killing of Grixon for not finding it. I mean, it's it's hard. You have to find it, but we did this with with Pullian before, and I, I like to be fair to guys. And I remember Pullian getting killed in drafts, and it was like, okay, so you you're telling me that he drafted poorly, but he was always drafting at 31. So tell me who you'd rather pick. Well, this guy in the fifth round was okay. Well, he's not taking the fifth round guy that everyone passed on five times in the first round. So, you know, Grig- Grigson didn't really miss apparently. So you can't really kill him for that. You can kill him for, um, you're back. The T Rich trade. I disappeared on you for a second. I'm sorry. (laughs) Am I back now? Is it okay now? now. Okay. You're good. You're good. You can kill him for the, you can kill him for the T Rich trade. And I think you can, you can 
be upset with how they used Freeney and then got rid of him when he clearly still has more than a tank. And I think you can question the desire to go to the to the 3-4, but I don't even know if that was Grigson as much as Ursay wanting that and getting it in Pagano. There's things you can question for sure, but I don't, you know, at this point in time, I think writing the, well, why don't you have pass rush? Okay, so the next step needs to be, tell me who you should have got. Because if you could have just said to me, well, he should have signed this guy or drafted that guy. Okay, fine. We got it. These are who you missed out on. But it seems to me that he's just not missing. He's They're just not there. And the one, the one time he went for it, it was a project, admitted it was a project. And I think it was a project because he knew just how bad he needed it and knew it wasn't out there. So the the one the questionable thing is now you may have found the gym in Newsom and he smoked pot and you're like get get lost buddy so there ha- there has to be more to that there has to be more to that story than just a little bit of weed right right There's well it was like a couple different um like times where the cops ended up at his house i think so oh wow that cuz that was that was the thing is the one when it like actually ended finally at the end wasn't the first time. And I think both of them, it wasn't, it wasn't like he just got busted for pot. It was like cops had to investigate stuff going on at his house or something like that. I don't know if it was just neighbors complaining or if there was something else going on. Who knows? Hmm. Well, that's the only guy they had. And that was a look like a steal of a pick. So you know, okay, you gotta you gotta find it. This is what we talked about Tuesday, though. I still feel like, and I, I had this conversation with someone on Twitter. I feel like two years best. I mean, you're you that gives you two years to find a guy, <laughs> and we're just talking about one guy, and you really need more than one. It's sad that you're pinning your hopes on that because in two years, Mathis is going to be done. And someone said, well, you know, Baltimore won with Flacco. Baltimore's defense was probably way better at that point, and. They weren't great, for sure. They didn't have the high-caliber guys they had, and the ones that they did have were on the, the downswing. But you look at this defense, they have one guy, right? Yeah. They're basically a one-guy defense. I don't know. Speaking of the defense, are you surprised Freeman hasn't signed anywhere yet? <clears throat> yes and no. There was a uh, – what was that report earlier that him and the Colts weren't close in talks or something like that? Um Trying to remember where that where that was. Uh, well, you're looking for it. We know his ceiling because he's not worth more than Trevathan, right? Like, uh, I mean, he was. I think Freeman. I think Freeman was really good last year. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I just feel like that's the ceiling. Well, I, I don't think. I I don't. I think he's better than Trevathan. Okay. But I don't think he would get significantly more than Trevathan. Would you give him more? That like. Would you do it right now if you're Grigson? Would you give him six and a half? Well, to me, the more somebody else asked me that on Twitter too, and and to me, with him, it's it's more about the length of the contract, the guaranteed money, um, and probably incentives, just because he is a guy who has um, had a little bit of injury issue the last couple of years. When he was when he was hurt last, he played hurt last year and was significant. Or last year, 2013. I think it was last year. He played hurt and was significantly worse than he was, you know, when he's been healthy. Um, so I think health is is a little bit of an issue with him and just age because he's turning 30 this year. Um, so to me, it's more about kind of length he wants on the contract and how much guaranteed money he wants. 
So I feel like he's running out of leverage at this point. Well, yeah, he is. I mean, the he's still got teams that would sign him, so he still has some leverage. I mean, the Falcons were the one team that people expected to maybe sign him. And it's, I mean, they still need a linebacker, so it's not like they they're totally out of the picture. But it's it, it was Chris Hagan um, of uh, was it of uh, Fox Fifty Nine that that said that the negotiations at least they're happening. But he said that they weren't going well with Freeman, just that the two parties aren't close. And uh, if that's the case, I mean, I would imagine that it's probably similar with his market in general right now. He's probably just found that the market isn't what he thought it would be. And I so there was a I think it might have been uh, I'm trying to remember who it was somebody one of the national reporters tweeted yesterday that the linebacker market just isn't it's not as high as, as some of the linebackers thought it would be it's all getting funneled to to pass rushers and cornerbacks and that's not I mean that's not surprising at all um, but so that might be the case with Freeman and as well as you know with Trevathan only getting what, six million per year. I think he's the one guy they really need to bring back. Like, if you yeah. can make it work. Obviously, if he's demanding outrageous things, you don't do it. But I I just feel like if you think of it, of the defense, like a ship taking on water, you cannot plug every hole that you need to this offseason and next. If you have him right there, like, and he was good, and he he complete, he can do multiple things. Dave says, unsourced report from Reddit. <laughs> These are my favorite. Reddit unsourced reports. I want to read it anyhow because I started. started. Unsourced report from Reddit claims Freeman wants $8 million average per year. Well, oh, good for you. <laughs> if that's the case, then I guess we know why he's not signed. But anyhow, back to what I was saying. He, You need so many things, and we talked about those needs on Tuesday, but He's there, and you know he's a proven commodity, and you know how he fits, and you know what he brings. And and if you get him, it clears that situation up. Like, if, if he walks, and then you bring in Courtney Upshaw, which is still persisting, like, that's going to happen. Who who cares? Right? That doesn't do anything. They, that just gives you more of what you have. You don't have another guy like this, in my mind. I know uh, some people like C.O. Moore, or, but... That, I think that that's an if, if he gets back to where he was in, was it 13 where he was really good? And Freeman is is just a known player. So if you can bring him back, if all of this brings his price down, then that's good. And you do it and you thank the free agent market for crushing his hopes and dreams. But I think he's the guy you need to bring back if you can. It would just suck to me if money got in the way of Freeman being on the team, but hey, here's Dequel Jackson. Right. I don't know. That that irritates me. I'm not the biggest Jack- Dequel Jackson fan. Jackson being like if they the Jackson's their only guy that they, you know, can lean on um in the linebacker court next year, I mean they're gonna be in a world of trouble, I think. Well, Aren't they like I don't know what they're going to do at cornerback? You've convinced me that safety's okay, but cornerback and linebacker. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, D line I think will be okay. We're going to get. They are going to get injured guys back. I think that'll be fine. But man, 
linebacker and, and corner. Just scary stuff. Okay. Um, anything else? Oh, Arthur Jones took a pay cut. We didn't say that, but okay. That's cool. And uh, was doing the pay cut? Did we talked about that one the other day. Yeah. It looks like he's clearing room for something, but I don't know what. I mean, maybe that's just, uh, I mean, just in general, those guys needed to take. I, who was the other one who took the pay cut? I can't think of it now. Trent Cole took a pay cut. Cole, yes, Trent Cole. Um, both of them, I mean, both of them were guys vets that, that got big, I mean, relatively big contracts uh, and just didn't produce. So, I mean, I think you just you save money where you can. Um but we'll see where that goes. I mean, it could just be, you know, Andrew Luck gets resigned and they want to front load it. Okay. Well, I think that this show has covered all of the things that it needs to cover Colts wise. Is there anything else that you just really want to discuss? Free agency, Colts wise. The Colts apparently were all at Air, uh, Alabama's Pro Day. Maybe that's why they're not signing anyone, because they're all in Alabama. And they don't have pins and papers in Alabama, so you can't sign people to contracts. It's a sad situation. <laughs> Kyle? <laughs> Anything? Sorry, I'm looking at, I'm looking at contracts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Repeat that. I just said, is there anything that you want to discuss? I mentioned Alabama. All the Colts are at Alabama. That's a draft thing. You you do that on the Draft Indie podcast. I do not talk about the draft because I don't follow the draft. And I don't like speaking about things that I can't be at least somewhat intelligent on. So is there anything else league-wide, Colts-related, anything that you want to discuss free agency-wise? Um, I think free agency-wise, it's just a, in terms of what uh, you know what they they still can do or still want to do. Um, to me, I think you're, you're still targeting some cornerback depth, uh, and you're targeting re-signing Freeman and then potentially an offensive, you know, an interior lineman. But other than that, I think really their holes have to be filled through the draft. Um, they've got to get, a you know, a top-notch defensive prospect, I think, early in the draft. Um, first or second round, they've got to get a guy who can be, um, like the guy on defense, whether that's an, an inside linebacker, whether that's a pass rusher, whether that's a cornerback, and they, they need somebody that they can that they can put alongside uh, Monte Davis the next few years and say these are the guys we're building around because um, they don't have anybody of that caliber right now outside of maybe Henry Anderson on the defensive line, but uh, really they've got they've got very little else in terms of those blue chip kind of guys. So they need to get one of those guys in the draft, if not multiple. Uh, at least, you know, multiple chances at that guy. Um, they need to get younger in general. They need to get some some offensive line prospects. But uh, it's it's all about the draft, and we've talked about that before. So it's how you you have to be able to build through the draft. You can't fill all your holes through the draft, but um, you can get your corner pieces there. And the Colts are at a point where they've got lots of complementary pieces. They've got lots of of you know veterans. They've got um, the pieces around what should be cornerstone guys. It's just a question of who's going to be those cornerstone guys on offense. They've, they've got you know, Hilton resigned. They've got Costanzo resigned. They've got luck, uh, hopefully getting extended. Um, and then they've got Allen resigned. 
potentially Moncrief down the road, uh, but they've got all the, the kind of cornerstone pieces on offense. It's just the, those, those defensive pieces. Oh, so next year you, you, you talked about the draft and we didn't mention this for Fleener, but next year, maybe two, but Fleener definitely, you might get a third round pick for Fleener and a, another pick for Lowry. So next year you look at the draft, you you might have nine picks with compensate compensatory picks. That's where you start getting your depth going. I think it's going to probably be a third rounder for Fleener, right? That's a pretty decent sized contract. Uh, it depends. I think it still depends on, on partially production. on how he plays. And then right. also, I mean, if the Colts sign somebody at a similar contract, then I I don't see that happening you know. at this point. Right, right. I mean, I would assume so too. I would, Fourth I would assume either, uh, somewhere between a third and a fifth. I, I think there's still a lot of flexibility, but it's not going to be just a a late round. At you know. So that's one one positive aspect. But you look at that draft and you go, okay, well, that's where they're going to start getting their depth. Is getting those compensatory picks and having more than you know six or seven picks and getting a lot of guys. So, but that's again, another year down the road. Okay. You have a Greek exam. I do have a Greek exam for, uh, seminary. The lane, the, the Greek language. Yes. Okay. That sounds fun. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> I was saying Greek. Greek is one of those. I feel like the harder ones. Harder. Like I, I think every language needs to be separated from the Asian languages, which are brutal level language. But Greek seems like one of the harder one, non-Asian ones. Okay. It's uh. It's it's like I mean this is um, Koine Greek which isn't really spoken anymore, but at least it's not like Latin that is totally not spoken. Mm-hmm. But can't complain. My choice, right? I chose to go for it, so here we go. <laughs> no, no. See, that's the great thing about being alive. You can always complain. Always. You just you just say it. You just complain. Man, Greek, Greek sucks, man. It it does make it easy for like for the you know the uh, it's all Greek to me jokes so you know oh that's very good <laughs> great <laughs> we so, reached that point in the podcast so I think we reached that point at minute one we didn't start out with DMX spot, <laughs> so this is what happens see I I am awake and feeling good and I'm ready for this one and it's like well. There's nothing. This is what this is what free agency podcast should be. The Colts have holes. Go out there in the draft and fill them. What I wish would happen. You don't watch hockey, right? I mean, I watch some hockey, but I don't. Okay. Follow but you're not like a, okay. Closely. Hockey has a robust, vibrant trading market. Like trades happen. Maybe not as much as three years ago. There was just tons of trades all the time. But trades can happen, and, and that brings another way that you can improve your roster. What trades happen in the NFL right now? Like, hey, 
the the Eagles want to get rid of a bunch of junk. Let's switch fourth rounders. Okay. <laughs> Woohoo. Maybe I mean, is Trent Richardson still available? I guess we can't trade for him anymore. Man. See, that's what happens when trades happen in the NFL. You trade a first for Trent Richardson. How does that ever happen? How do you ever think that that's a good idea? Why are we going down this road again? It makes me angry. Like who who was sitting in that office and was like, we've watched all available Trent Richardson tape, and this is what's got to happen? I don't know. And the Browns. I actually legitimately feel bad for Browns fans. That's a train wreck. Not just with Richardson draft pick no, or no, no. all the draft yeah. picks, just everything. Everything. Like the stuff coming out now where Adam Schefter's like, yeah, people are four and out. Oh, okay. Go team. That's That's got to be so demoralizing as a fan to just, was it hard to leave? Nope. Couldn't wait. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks. I bought your jersey. All right. Did you see the tweet? Sorry, this reminded me. Did you see the tweet? I think it was from one of the, from one of the Stanford linemen, but I can't remember who. But after Al, uh, Fleener signed a contract in uh, with New Orleans, tweeted to Dwayne Allen, uh, liberated, and then quickly deleted the tweet because obviously you don't tweet something like that. But did you see that tweet? Uh, I didn't see it, but I heard about it last night. I really wish that I would have seen it and okay. screenshotted it. Does it? Does it? Well, I guess you didn't see it, but uh, did it give you the feeling like maybe Fleener wasn't liked in the room? Well, yeah. See, that's the the weird thing because, um, right? I mean, he's the you know, um, Perry is the guy that is from Stanford. That I mean, at the very least, has has you know he was a he was a couple years behind, but still would have had a background with Fleener. Um, and if, if that was, you know, that's a real, real tweet. I mean, that's just that I, I don't know. I mean, I know I get that, that Alan is, is well liked. And so, you know, you could see how there could be some you know tension there, but yeah, that's definitely a possibility. It, it's just a weird thing to, to think about. Because if you like both guys, you can go, uh, Sad to see Fleener. Go, sad to see my pal Kobe go, but glad you know, happy to see Dwayne Allen get a like. There's ways of doing really political, politically correct things that don't just seem to eviscerate one guy. Like that was my initial reaction. Was just whoa, man. Do you not like Kobe? Because that's that's the vibe I'm getting from you right now. Yeah, I mean and, that's what that says to me, but. And you, you, we've seen tweets for other guys who left, and people are like, "Congratulations on getting your money, good job." Right, right. <laughs> Ain't seen that for Kobe. Like, was he going through the locker room and everyone's wives and girlfriends? I, what happened here? I want to. I mean, I you could see books. that with the hair, right? I mean, <laughs> I want to tell all book on why when someone is not liked in that kind of stuff happens i need to know why i don't care about all the other crap <laughs> like if if grigson and pagano want to beat the crap out of each other 
after press conferences. I don't care, whatever. But I want to know what Peter <laughs> did. I disappeared, and I don't know that I wanted to hear the rest of that sentence anyway. <laughs> you you cut out as soon as you said. <laughs> I don't know why Pagano and Grigson wanted to beat the, and then that was that was where you cut off. It was great. That was good timing. <laughs> I don't know why we're cutting out. That's that's not good. Oh well. If if everyone else hears this cutting out stuff, let me know because if it's a if it's a me problem, then I got to get that fixed for whenever hap- whenever we do another show. Which real talk is not going to be until after April. I'll talk about I'll the wait. draft after the draft, but uh, like Kyle is going to do a ton of work with draft indie and whatnot leading up to it. You don't. Need another. I, I might. I might jump on a, a podcast or two with them, but uh, I am retired. Well that's, well, that's what I mean, though. Like you and I don't need to do a podcast, which is basically regurgitating whatever you're going to say on that podcast. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I and I, um, I, I. They do. They do a good job over at Draft Indy, and I. Uh, I like jumping on with them, but I do like coming on. Uh, here with Greg and and doing the the Colts Authority radio show too because it, it is a different feel um, and we've been doing this for so long that we've got uh, you know we've got we we <laughs> we just have a different way of looking at the Colts I think than a lot of people do and we uh, we we gel well so this is fun and I I think to me like going then back after the draft and then readdressing because I right Greg you and I neither of us do the scouting thing. Um, no. I've, I've dabbled in it a little bit here and there, but that's neither of our, like college football isn't our passion, right? So the scouting thing, we'll leave that up to, to the Twitter professionals. When, so I'm a, a diehard Ohio state fan. And when Jack Muhort got drafted, I was like, okay, who? I don't <laughs> care. And it, it's like, I, it's not like I, it's not that I hate the draft or I hate people who look at it I think I think it tends to get a little crazy because my personal feeling is you could be the smartest most diligent person and it's still a crapshoot to some degree like there's there's people who come come in and you're like can't miss and then well how that how is that a miss everyone says this guy can't miss and then he misses so I think that there is some degree of luck involved and I think that where you wind up matters. Like if you tell me Joey Harrington, uh, David Carr, Achilles Smith, like all these top rated quarterbacks, I don't think you can look at um, Leaf because I think he was a nut job. But if you look at all those, a lot of the quarterbacks who went number one overall who bombed out, I always wonder if that is in large part because of where they went. If they go to a better situation where there's competent management and an offensive line that doesn't get them hit 45 times a game, are they come out better? So I think that there's so much that goes into it that it's so hard. Like we can look at what the Colts needs are and we can have a, an intelligent discussion about that. But it is so hard for me who don't, I don't watch tape. It's nice that you can say that now that you can actually watch tape because before it was just guys who said, I don't watch any tape. And it just meant that you weren't watching like a game. But it's so hard to come up with what a guy does well, what he does poorly, and how that's going to translate and take way too much time and effort for me. So there's people who do it. They do a good job at it. Listen to them. But for me, that that's when I go, okay, time to take a break. Also why when I wrote 
I didn't write during the off season because it's like you're just trying to find things to write about. Your Twitter handle says former professional. When will you be a professional again? At like when will you finish school seminary? Uh, the program that I'm in is a five year program because it's it's stretched out a little more than usual. Um, so hopefully by 2020. <laughs> so you're in year one right now, or yeah, yeah, the end of year one. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So do you need us to help you with Greek? Do you want us to like source? practice time uh yeah you guys want me to we need to do so we can do i can throw some uh vocabulary uh flashcards up on twitter i know multiple languages and you pick like the one that not only do i not know but don't even have it doesn't have any relation to any of the ones that i do know like you really did well i mean i know you you didn't that's not your pick but What in the world? What does that mean? <laughs> I am. I'm dying. <laughs> Wait, did he send that to you? Yes. Wait. Uh, okay, hold on. We no, got this is. I've been distracted for like the last like ten minutes because I had this guy in my mentions on Twitter. Okay, so here's the thing, and, there, and most of the people who are listening to this podcast uh, aren't in this boat, but there are some Colts fans, right, who are very upset that the Colts haven't spent money in free agency. Um, and whenever anybody comes into my mentions and, and says something about that, I say the same thing. The same thing I said a minute ago. Like, what? Look at who's out there. I don't. I don't feel like we've missed out on anybody with those contracts. Um, and some, I don't know who this person is. He he doesn't follow me. I don't know how he got in my my mentions, but uh, you know, comes out and starts talking about how they really needed quarterbacks, and I can't believe we didn't get any quarterbacks. It's like I who I don't want to pay Janoris Jenkins twelve million dollars a year. I don't. If Sean Smith is good, but they don't have the money to pay him ten million dollars a year. Uh, and so then I don't know. He started talking about how Dwayne Allen's way overpaid and how he sucks, and I was just done with that conversation. But uh, the last tweet you sent me was, "You look like a human participation, a human participation trophy." I don't know what is, that means. I, that is the best. That's the best insult I've ever gotten on Twitter. Um. <laughs> so here's my thing. This guy has like a level nine beard, and a vest, oh, yeah. and a tie. So he's, he's looking fly. Yeah, and his his Twitter handle is Savage. So. Like, clearly, he just sits in the lab all day and is like, how can I destroy... Oh, you look like a human participation trophy. I am going to tell that to someone, and they are going to question their life. Man, I... (laughs) uh, Yeah, that made my night. Uh, I'm happy the Colts re-signed Dwayne Allen. Well, you know what? You look like a human participation trophy. (laughs) How does it even... Like, I am someone who takes, like, arguments way too seriously. How does it escalate like that? I'm looking at the conversation. I have no clue how we got from point A to point B. That is the best. (laughs) I have no idea. That, I, like, honestly, um, that's, that's, I mean, I, I, I'll take it. I, that's, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say to that. 
Next time, next time we're, you know, Greg, we're in an argument on Twitter. If you, if you come at me with that, I will, I will immediately relent. That is your trump card. We don't usually get into arguments on Twitter. We no. need to serious ones. Like I say snarky crap because that's what I am. But I don't think I've ever. Think people take me more serious than I than I generally am. So. Uh, but I will try to come up with something that is as good but different because I don't like to steal people's insults. That, 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 that was is stealing, if you ask okay. me. That 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 was really nice. Do you think Jim Ursay is okay with not spending money? Do you think this is killing him softly? I think the relationship between him and Gregson and Pagano. We talked about it the other day. A little bit with Gregson Pagano, is is like that is a reality showing itself right now. Like to me, that is the most interesting thing that could ever be going on in the Colts complex right now, outside of Kobe Fleener and David Perry's tiff. Um, like there, there's there's so much going on there in those those three men with with Gregson, you know, kind of saving his job, but um, I I can't. Who was it? I, I think it might have been uh I'm trying to remember who said it in to both of us on Twitter Greg but um Pagano yeah I Pagano and he was just rephrasing what you were saying the other day but Pagano Clay. won the power struggle Clay. even if yeah Clay uh Pagano won the power struggle even if if both Grayson and and he got um you know got extended so there's that then you've got Ursay who still is kind of in win now mode but I think Ursay understands that the you know Super Bowl or bus mode last year just totally tanked and so there's there's some you know conservatism now. I mean there is like <laughs> like who knows? I I have no idea what's going on with with Ursay's head right now. Somebody somebody tweeted at me the other day and said uh, I wonder where Ursay's plane is right now and I, I hopefully it's grounded indefinitely because if Ursay's out uh, out in the plane you know that the money's coming quick. Do you think that I, I? I'll ask you first before I give my thoughts. Do you think that the report of Sean Payton was real? That they um, were in negotiations and it didn't work out. I honestly have no idea. Okay. See, it was um, um, who was the one who said that? Because if that was, um, it was someone that I don't think would make it up. It was uh, we've had him on the show before. James, right? Is his last name? Rick James. <laughs> Joe Couch. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Someone help me oh, out. Tom? Tom James. Yeah, there you go. Was he the one who said that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm almost positive it was Tom James. I want to see if I can find it. But do, anyway, do, do, I mean, do, do. It, it wouldn't surprise me, but especially like with... Um, I found it. Do you want me to send it to you? Yes, yes, I want to see it. You, where do you want me to send it? In a DM? Slide into yeah. your DMs. I'll like. There you go. Oh wait, hold on. That's the wrong one. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, I'm not even paying attention to. Uh, I found the I found the right one now. Oh, he deleted the tweet. Shoot! But I found PFT on it. Hold on. Here you go, bud. I got gotcha. you. Because Florio is never wrong. This is Florio crediting Tom James. Well, you know. Okay. 
you know, Fleener went to New Orleans. So basically, Peyton got all the best parts of the Indianapolis job, <laughs> and he didn't have to come to Indianapolis. <laughs> because that's what, what you want uh, of the luck Fleener pairing is Fleener. Uh, you know, Florio actually uh, said, too, I don't, I don't think Tom would make that up. So, yeah, I think that's probably absolutely legit. Um, doesn't surprise me. But Florio said something. He was writing today on the Fleener contract. And oh my gosh, he he was he was flipping out that Kobe Fleener's average is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year lower than Dwayne Allen's. So, I am way nicer to Fleener than people. But his argument, like you can make the case, but catches, like you you can point at uh, T. Y. Hilton who makes more money than people who have more catches than him. That it's like context, dude. There's a there's a lot of things that you can say, but this is the problem with Florio because he's not ever making an intelligent argument. He's just like using bullet points and going, "Well, this is why you're stupid." Blah blah blah. And if it had been the other way around, if they had kept Fleener and Allen went the other way, he'd have still found a way to uh, like make fun of it because he he always does this with the Colts. Maybe he always does it with everyone, but like only the Colts moves are on my radar. Like, he would have been, oh, you let the only guy who could block go. Fleener hasn't thrown a block in 15 years. Right? It would have been stupid. Because he's Mike Florio, and Mike Florio's stupid. Well, and the the thing about, like, I I think it was a tweet. He somewhere was like, Fleener has twice as many career receptions and got a lower APY. But, like, again, the same thing as I was saying the other day. you got to look at those structures. Like, Allen's... Allen's uh, got those 500000 a year bonuses for, for games. Um, he's got less money guaranteed. I, I mean, it matters. Um, I don't know. <laughs> and the, the ironic thing is, Florio's always the guy pointing out, yeah, it says 12-year contract, but it's really only a three-day contract because they can cut him after he signs it. Like, he's always the guy pointing out the specifics of why the contract isn't the length of the contract. Like he he's always the guy harping on structure. So for him to like do this, I want people to know right now. I for people who think I get on Twitter and I just pick a side, this should prove to you that I don't. Like I'm harping on people who shit sorry, can I say shit on the radio? I guess I can. Who shit on Fleener, like pointing out that he dropped a catch one time. I get it. I know you guys hate him. But I can also say like this is stupid in what Florio's doing. Like he he's not using context, he's not understanding structure but i'm guaranteeing you that he's just doing it because he wants to crap on the colts he seems to be that kind of guy who he doesn't like he didn't like manning he doesn't well, like Ursay. he hates Ursay. i hate him with a passion so <laughs> like it doesn't matter what what the transaction was if alan was the one who went to new orleans that he would have found a way to be like well should have kept alan he doesn't care and that's why, I, like, how did he ever become who he is? How is he, like, with NBC doing, like, how did he ever get legitimized? It it boggles my mind. It makes me sad. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Let me, let me scroll up and see if we have any questions. Oh, no, something amazing happened today. I forgot. Marcus. Marcus Pacheco, 
found the intro song. The original one? The original one. I tweeted it out. He found it on YouTube. I am floored. I am going to take this, not now, but at some point in time, I'm going to take this and steal it and make it even better audio-wise. I am amazed and floored and indebted and, well, I wouldn't go that far because I'm not going to do anything but say thank you. But I've been looking for this for years. This is like that one time. Oh, I found it. This is well, that one time you were on a we... site and you saw a girl naked and then you somehow lost the site and you spend like the next 45 years going, oh, I can't remember that girl's name. And then you never see her naked again and you like you're just – I shouldn't be saying this analogy to a guy who's in seminary, but I don't know. So – but he found it for me, and now I'm never going to lose it. Like, I'm bookmarking it. I'm writing it down. I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I don't lose this song now. And I'm going to rip a – I'm going out of town. But as soon as I get back, I am ripping a better copy, and it's going to be amazing. So thank you, Marcus. That was amazing. And I'm so impressed that you found it because I seriously do – put in a lot of time and effort to find these things, and I never could. So that was great. Made my day. I'm gonna to steal this and and put it uh, on a playlist for something. Someone, this is fantastic. Well, you're gonna when you listen to it, it actually has like anti-establishment lyrics. So it's I don't know if it's something that like, but the music's great. So. <laughs> and and the thing is, I will forever, I will forever associate that that intro with these podcasts with pancakes and the Colts. Yeah. Well, they should actually pay us because we made their song famous. How many views does that song have on YouTube? <laughs> 72. Dude, we made your song famous. 72 views. You get 6,000 every week. Man, what up with that? Gosh. The turnstiles. I don't even know. Actually, what does that mean? They're, the band name is The Turnstiles, a.k.a.? A.k.a. what? You, you you forgot to finish your band name. <laughs> now you know why they aren't famous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, that made me... I think, that made the, me uh, I, I think the GOP debate is... Uh, the quality is, is rubbing off on us tonight. Has it been We're good? All over I, the place. I don't know. I have no topic. It. I remember I people when we when the show first started, well not first started, but when we went to the live format, people were like, Well, you're not structured enough and you don't have a good flow to the show. Oh well. This is what you get, okay guys? We have nothing to discuss, but we want to talk to each other and we want to talk to you. And this is what happens. This is you know, blame Grixon. This is Grixon's fault. <laughs> if Grixon finds someone, we'd have discussed it. Are you are you jacked about Scott Tolzin? Tolzin. Yeah. That we people multiple people have sent links about their Colts, you know, backup free or backup quarterback free agency uh, desires and interests, and it's like, man, I literally could not. There is no possible way I could care less about the Colts' backup quarterback. Did not care when they signed Matt Hasselback. <laughs> We're angry with it. <laughs> care, care even less now. 
All right, this is the last topic for real, and then I'm going to let you go study. Uh, every every Indianapolis media person is tweeting out, you guys need to calm down and be patient, okay? Is it a little two-faced for the same people who were like, hey, finally we got a GM who's going to sign some people in free agency, <laughs> to now be telling us how bad free agency is? And I'm only taking shots at one or two people. Like Even, even Holder owned up to being wrong like he was like no i've been wrong in the past but now this is what i believe that's cool like you changed your opinion and you said why i got you i feel you that's awesome good i ain't talking about you mainly just talking about one guy for real but how do you how do people like this go on with themselves like you keep writing about how great free agency is then when the colts don't do free agency like hey you guys need to chill out with that free agency crap this is stupid right yeah, I, I I will say that most of uh, most of of them have have uh, said specifically that last year, like the Colts tanking last year, and after the you know the big free agency splurge, um, was something that they that they were wrong in, um, and that you know making sense um, that this year that's not happening. Um, so I, I'll say for most of them, it's it's more owning up and and evolving. Um, but to me, like, I mean, we, we literally said exactly this the other night, Greg, I I mean, you asked me, what do you expect them to do? I was like, nothing. I mean, they might sign one or two low key guys, but nothing big is going to happen. And like, I don't know why people, I mean, well, I do know why the only reason people expected a big splurgy flashy, anything in free agency big was because Gregson has done that in the past, but there is a difference this year, not just because. Uh, they went big last year and it bit them in the butt, but also because just because the team is in a much different place, they had to resign Allen, you know, or they had to resign one of Allen or Fleener and end up being Allen. Um, They've got, obviously Lux extension is, is pending. Um, They've got players that they're going to have to resign or extend down the road. They have, they just have less cap space in general this year, regardless. Um, It's so, and there are other teams that have, you know, two or three times as much cap space than those of those bad teams we were talking about earlier that are kind of taking everybody else out of the game. To me, they were they were never going to be in a position this year to be one of the free agency winners, quote unquote. Isn't it funny that they can that people still write who won free agency when it's been proven time and again that you can't. No team yeah. has ever. No team has ever splurged right maybe the broncos are the best the best oh, yeah. uh example but you've With got where like, and to both coming in and peyton manning well yeah but you're getting like elite players super elite players and it's like a perfect storm of things oh, oh sorry where and manning are elite Tlaib is i don't know what is Tlaib? he's good Okay, but he's not. But it only worked with Talib because they you've got him because they drafted uh, because everybody else around him is so good. I mean, half the reason why both Ware and Talib work is because they've got Chris Harris and Von Miller there, so it gives them a lot of flexibility in how they use those guys. So, anyhow, my point is we still have these grades or these winners and losers, and. They're all losers. Everyone loses in free agency. Like they said in, in uh, War Games, the only way to win is to not play. But 
to be fair to Colts fans, I guarantee that there are su- there's some segment of Patriots fans and some some segment of Green Bay fans and some segment of Steelers fans who are like, why haven't we signed anyone yet? There's going to be like idiots in every every group of people because all people are idiots. But at, over time, there's fewer and fewer. Patriots and Steelers fans and Green Bay fans complaining about this because they they even if they don't agree with it by this point they're trained to understand that it's not going to happen. Right. The Colts were there at one point. They ha- we were trained by Pullian. <laughs> then we we were broke. We got broke. Broken. Although there were still Colts fans all throughout that period that were frustrated with Pullian every free agency. <laughs> but I feel like that a lot. A lot of that was the coverage because if you go if you go read New England stuff, is Dan Shaughnessy going? Why doesn't Belichick do anything? If you go to Pittsburgh, I know for a fact Pittsburgh guys are all like always worshiping at the altar of the Steelers. So, like, whereas in Indianapolis, every off season, Kravitz was like, "You can't be patient. You can't be patient. You can't be pa-. okay." And people buy into that. Like you can look at his Twitter handle, and people people bought into Hot Hand. People buy. It doesn't matter what kind of take you have. Someone will buy into it because you said it. There are people out there who buy into what I say, and no one should do that. So, and Kravitz has a much wider audience, a, a voice that reaches much farther than mine. So, there's going to be people who out there who buy. I think that's part of it. I really do believe that that's why there was a large segment because the people telling fans how to react to it never bought into what Pauline was selling. So, well, and like you said, there's you know there's that group of people it, in every right. There's yeah. those people in every group. So, okay. Well, for me, the the lasting image I have now of of this team right now is just the belief that they are further behind now on defense than they were in 2012. I, I They have one piece now in my mind, and they had more before. Not great piece. Like, I don't know how great uh, Mathis and Freeney were in 2012, but I feel like they were further ahead back then. And uh, it's kind of depressing. I think I disagree with you there, but I, okay. I, get, I get your point. Well, I don't, I don't think that they've the defense is anywhere near where it should be, but the, the, Hey, we had two, we had, we were in contract hell that had to go out the window a while ago. You've had four years now. Right. Right. That's at not some, an excuse. At some point they had to make a step forward. I, even if you don't think, even if you think they're better off now, they're not as far ahead as they should have been. Right. You agree with that? They should be further ahead in the process. Right. No, I, I agree. I think, um, they've missed out. And Maybe I, I think, especially in the secondary, with with um, Toller being a rel- you know a bust of a signing, and not being able to develop any other cornerback depth behind him. And I I don't I don't want to discount Darius Butler. Darius Butler was a good signing, but he's he's mm-hmm. like a slot corner. He he's a specialized slot corner, so you still have to have another starting guy. Um, and then safety, they've never they haven't found a long term answer yet. Although they have done a good job of of finding you know, con- consistently finding short-term options. Um, hopefully Clayton Gathers is that guy. And they have done a good job of, of building the defensive line, I think. I think the defensive line is, is pretty well put together. 
Um, but they're like, but they're still missing those blue chip guys. Um, you know, those cornerstone pieces outside of Vante. Okay. I might be overrate. I, I just go keep going back to what I said the other night about, I wish they would just stay in the four three. So I'm probably, I'm probably stuck on an idea that I don't need to be stuck on. Maybe they are further ahead, but I still don't like too far away for me to ever consider them a contender. Even if luck takes a step, he would have to take like 15 steps. Okay. We're going to go so Kyle can do Greek. <laughs> well, and it's been so fun. That, so that we can see if Savage does anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding my breath. That's what he wants. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> okay. Thank thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Kyle, for being here. Thank you, Blog Talk, for I don't know. Enabling us. <laughs> yeah. You guys are a gateway gateway website. Uh, to Jeff, Jeff asked me to make uh the a different song for the intro. That didn't happen. Sorry, dude. Um also, I wanted 30 minutes of DMX talk, but that didn't happen either, so we can't always get what we want. Maybe next time. We'll talk to you guys. Bye. 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 Oh, too loud. Oh, my God. Oh, cover your ears. Uh, I guess now we know why there's a red line on audio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.